and welcome to the NJ podcast. It's always Media Thursday with me, Justin Pierce, the editor, and uh, me, Andy Oakes. I like the way you did that intro, and Andy Oakes. It's good. Oh, yeah, I forget my name. <laughs> yeah, it's an age thing. So we're back again. Uh, busy week last week. So what were the highlights of last week? I mean, I think obviously our Trinity lunch, which we'll talk about in a second, but also I think. One of the highlights last week is we we announced we were bringing back the 99 Club, which is a joint venture with our, our very good friends at Madfest. So we announced that. It's sort of gone live already. We'll do lots more around it. But the original, original concept of 99 Club was talk about the most exciting thing happening in the industry in just 99 seconds. And we did, let me read that all week long virtual festival in the first lockdown. We did. Well, we initially did it as a live event. And I was just talking to someone about it this morning, actually, and trying to describe it. It was part open mic night, part <laughs> industry panel, part stand up, part part uh, confidence experience, training experience for everybody, including the audience and the presenters, which are ended you, up with a large part. walking around shouting at people. Yeah. Which in many ways is one of my best talents. It is. So we're bringing it back in, but we're doing it uh, slightly differently. So everyone has the chance to submit a big 99-second video talking about the subject of your choice. The link's on NDA, the link's on Madfest. So it should be really interesting to see what people come up with because, again, I think 99 seconds sounds like a ridiculous time, but it's actually pretty tough to get across your message in just, just 99 seconds. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have to remember why this was born. And one of the reasons was all industry panels sounded a bit the same. Um, and we wanted to try and, you know, get people to hit hit the message straight away and try and be as meaningful as possible in, in a shorter space of time. It was a great success, both online and offline. And it gives us another chance to work with Ian and Dan at Madfest, which is never a bad thing for us. It's never all a bad thing. So log on to NDA or Madfest and upload your 99 second video. And if it's good, we're going to publish it. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah, so, so yeah. The, the onus is on the audience. And we know it's a huge audience growing every week. So get on the site and go and record your 99 seconds. Try and keep yeah. it clean. Clean or a bit dirty. You like a bit of dirt, not just pure filth. So what else happened last week? Andy, something big happened last week. We held our trinity lunch our inaugural trinity lunch at the andaz hotel in london's glorious liverpool street and it was fantastic 180 of our closest friends joined us for lunch uh another 40 or so joined for drinks later and it was genuinely one of the most fun things i've ever done it was one of those lunches where you looked at your watch and couldn't believe it wasn't midnight because it was only actually about quarter to five in the afternoon and it was it was brilliant. It was brilliant, and it's again along this line. We always talk about about the, the industry coming back into the real world again. And there were there were a lot of people there that I personally hadn't seen for a very long time. There are a lot of people there of which this was their first sort of outing into the real world in industry terms. So it was just it was amazing to see everyone back together. And this is going to be a, a regular a regular series of events. The next one's in in spring, I believe. We'll have one in spring, um, sort of uh, probably around June, and then one in November next year. And bookings are already being taken. So if you're interested in coming along to next year's events, 
you need to talk to the big man himself, James McGowan, and he'll book you a space. But it was great fun. Um, Justin, I know you always judge an Insta event by if someone ends up in hospital or in jail, and we can confirm that there was at least one hospitalisation. If, if, if no one's in jail or in hospital at the end of an event, it wasn't really a success. So yeah. we did well there. So it yeah, was yeah, a great for us. Of course. Uh, now, what else is going on? We've got a new sort of um, strand to our purely professional, it's always Media Thursday podcast, on the PR side of our business, the PR side of Police Strike Group. Uh, we have an amazing team. So we're going to bring in one special guest from the PR team, um, Police Strike Communications, to run through what are some of the biggest biggest stories in the industry were this week. And today we're joined by, waiting for you to do an intro, Andy. Oh, right. Okay. So we're joined by the brilliant Amber Pierce. Amber's one of our stars on the PR team. And I think it's always best. PR people know better than anybody what's happening in the industry. And Amber is a brilliant one of those. So Amber's going to tell us what's been going on in the markets this week and stories we should be looking out for. Amber. Hello. Um, Thank you for having me. Very exciting. Um, So I suppose, you know, something on everyone's mind at the minute, Christmas. So, you know, we've had all the lights turned on past week and um, pretty much everywhere you're seeing um, sort of like all of the new uh, Christmas ads coming out. So we've had like John Lewis at the beginning of the month. Um, Mars have done a nice one about sort of like the love story between Bounty falling in love with Brussels sprouts and basically what we're seeing in a lot of them is underlying message of sort of diversity and inclusion which is really nice to see. Um, On top of that we also have um, been seeing a lot of out of home stuff going on Um, so we've had Amazon they did sort of like an immersive 3D uh, illusion for the Wheel of Time, which is... Um, the Wheel of Time? The Wheel of Time, yes. I need to know more about the Wheel of Time, Amber. So it is a fantasy series which is going to be launched on um, Prime Video. Um, but, yeah, so they did a really nice sort of like out-of-home piece on that. Uh, Glenn Fiddix also did um, a nice out-of-home piece uh, by Piccadilly Lights, which was sort of like the brand emblem, which is the sad, sort of leaps across the screen, all very nice. Um also on the Christmas sort of theme, we've got sort of like things coming up about shopping trends. Um, so shoppers are sort of moving more towards search rather than social for Christmas shopping inspo, which is quite interesting. Really? I find, um, that, find that interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, this is based on uh, survey data from Loop Me, um, And it also shows that shoppers are sort of considering spending more time online rather than in store um, this Christmas, which is perhaps sort of like an echo of, you know, where we've been, you know, everything's sort of been online recently, um, obviously for obvious reasons. Um, but I think that'll be quite interesting sort of going forward, seeing whether that actually happens. Um, and then... It'll be interesting to see what happens with Black Friday, which is Friday, I think. Yes. <laughs> and Black, Black Friday is not really a big deal anymore, is it, really? I've, I'm having some building work done, and got to buy loads of things, but there's no point... Getting Black Friday deals anymore? No, there isn't really. It used to be so exciting, but I don't think it used to be. Used to be where people went to fight for TVs in ASDA. <laughs> yeah. Those are those are the great heady days of Black Friday. Yeah. Um, and then I suppose sort of like looking forward um to 2022 events. Um finally we're seeing sort of more hybrid and in-person events. Um obviously we just had the Trinity Lunch, which was in person. Um, and then you've got big industry events like uh, Cannes Lions. They've, industry events like that are sort of confirming now 
that they are going to be uh, hybrid and in person going into 2022, which is really exciting. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we see more of that. That's going to be interesting. Hybrid can. How do you, because let's be honest, and, and we can be honest here, this is a safe space. Very few people go to can and end up in the sessions. It's true. I mean, we did some work at Cannes several years ago with, with uh, I can't remember who they were, but a, a design agency. And part of that was sort of going to the award ceremonies and looking at all the awards that were coming out in one particular category. And it was all weird experience going to the award ceremony. No one really goes. Or it, well, I sort of, I exaggerated, it was a packed room. But yeah, the, it's not about sort of the sessions and the awards as much as what happens on the fringes and also the, the incredible talks you hear at, at Cannes. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think every event from now on has to be hybrid. It goes without saying. Um, in the old days, it, you know, there's always a screen in the dusty corner of a room at events and that, that's going to get better. But yeah, it, it's about getting back to the real world. We've got big plans for Cannes ourselves and everyone is, is getting ready now. We know people are already hiring boats and prices are going up. So Cannes, I think, is going to be huge next year. Well, we, we know ourselves that prices are going up because uh, we can tell, I'm sure we can tell the story, I booked us a villa that we would we could go and take the, the Blue Stripe team for our, the work we'll need to do out there. And the day after we booked it, the host came back and said, oh, I didn't realise that was can line week. No, the price is three times what you what you said it was going to be. So, yeah, prices are going up. <laughs> I think, so, Amber, thank you so much. I guess that all, the, all from the sort of the news this week. That's quite a lot going on. Good to see lots of out-of-home action happening as always. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Amber, thank you so much. That was our first of our regular weekly What's in the News roundups from our amazing PR team on the Blue Stripe Communications side of the business. Uh, Andy, what, what struck you as most interesting? It's, it's the out-of-home thing. I think we've talked about this before, but the uh, amount of great out-of-home activations that are going on at the moment and just the growth of the out-of-home sector. Now, I can't say who they were, but I had a meeting with an out-of-home agency um, actually the morning before the Trinity lunch. They were telling me that business levels are something like 20% up on pre-pandemic levels. And they've never known a time like it. And the industry is absolutely booming. They can't get enough people into it. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to attract people there. Obviously, you've, you've, the programmatic side of it is booming as well, and you're seeing people coming over. But, yeah, it's, it's a space that I'm really excited about, both from a business aspect and the levels of creative that are being produced there. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's funny that Out of Home used to be potentially one of the uh, the less interesting parts of the industry, but it's definitely been for several years now. It's, there's so much innovation going on in it, and there's so many amazing people moving into it. So it's definitely, definitely a space to work. I mean, following on from that, we've had, and again, slightly behind the scenes at Blue Stripe, but incoming new business inquiries this week, uh, and two are from out-of-home people. So it's fantastic to see. Well, on two levels, it shows that one, that the market, the whole market, is looking very good for 22. Uh, but two, that's the set, one of the sectors that's driving it. And when we've already we've already seen, and again, just the mood at Trinity Lunch, lots of people talking about their big plans for next year. Lots of people talking about um, M and A activity. Lots of people talking about investing a lot in in building their brands and uh, and their uh, their biz dev size of the businesses. So I think it's going to be a really interesting year because that will also just only increase the battle for talent. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we've run lots of stories recently in NDAs 
such as the, the IB report and uh, the Walk AA report on the sort of the huge levels of, of confidence in the market, the huge levels of money coming back in the market. But yes, as you said, I think talent's going to be an issue. Talent's, we discuss sort of digital skills crisis for the last 20 years or so, but it's definitely a, it's definitely a sort of fever pitch again now. And we know that this, I mean, prices of talent are just skyrocketing and the ability to get hold of talent is getting harder and harder. You talk to anyone, you talk to you know, Medic Propel or Ed over at Sphere, and it's, there is a, there's a hiring frenzy going on the luck, which we've never seen, I think. Yeah, um, and it's, as a business owner, it's both a good thing and a bad thing. You know, you know people are naming their price. We've got to be careful we don't overinflate the market. We've got to be careful that businesses are sustainable, but, you know, it's a good place to be, I think, for the market at the moment. Definitely. Now, we have one of our special guests coming on any second now. It's Joe Dagan from GSK, who was at at our lunch the other day. But I think, I mean, again, we're talking about Jerry from a brand perspective. It's really interesting. It's always interesting talking to, to people on the brand side. And I uh, had lots of conversations at Trinity Lunch again last week. Uh, and there's there's huge, huge amounts of innovation happening again at brand level, isn't there? Which, I mean, it didn't really stop, but definitely there was a pause during the pandemic when, you know, everyone's plans put on hold. But I think we can see more and more that there's a great great innovation going on brand side and it's not in the sort of the test budget area which a lot of this activity also happened it's real work happening to change how brand can actually integrate. it was it was great wasn't it i mean we talked to jerry you talked to um uh Liz Salway from uh nestle who's you know de- big on innovation really wants to see more interesting uh formats wants to really hear from people who've got new ideas and it's um it was great to talk to those sort of people about how they see next year panning out. And talking of Jerry Dakin from GSK, here he is now. Slowly comes along. Jerry, hey, how are you? How's it going? Excellent. Thanks for joining us. So we were just talking about the Trinity lunch and what fun it was, etc. Uh, so this is Jerry Dakin from GSK uh, just joining us. So Jerry, how do you find last week's? Trinity fun. It was a it was a great event. It was um it was nice to get out of the house. That's what I keep saying. It was just re- it was really fantastic just to see. I think over the last year or two, I've got to know quite a lot of different people, especially in the ad tech space, kind of through like Twitter and LinkedIn and stuff. And you like you you see them as these like few little pixels on your screen. It was nice to kind of um, meet them in real life. So, like, I, I had to scramble my brain on a few people of like I know I know you. Where do I know you from? What trying trying to work it out? Um, just because you know I'm not not used to seeing people in 3D, but it was. It was brilliant. Good food, good company, and lots of really interesting conversations. Just yeah, like you know, chatting. I've missed chatting media and chatting marketing. <laughs> yeah. No, if it is, if, Justin and I were saying that it was an incredible level of confidence around the room on Thursday. A lot of people really looking forward to twenty twenty two. I think it did. It did feel quite buoyant. Um, I think we all need a bit of confidence these days, haven't we? It's been, a, you know, an, an odd and tough couple of years. So in a way, you'd be a madman not to think, or war women, to think that things aren't going to get better. But no, I think lots of positivity. Um, that's certainly kind of, I, I said to a number of people, like from a client perspective, um, when, you've been to, when we've been talking to kind of like ad tech partners and things over the last year or two, it's been, it's been a tricky time because there's been so much going on. We've been trying to keep our heads down. Like it hasn't been a great time for taking on new things. So even if someone comes to you with like a really great product, you're kind of like, ah, oh, that, that solves a lot of really interesting problems. I'm like, 
but actually, you know, I'm having to replan a lot. I'm having to rethink a lot already is now really a great time. And finally, because we're kind of in this new, starting to get to this new normal, we have a bit more headspace to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll hear you out. I'll, I'll talk to you. So I think from a client perspective, certainly from my perspective, we're a bit more open to talking to platforms and partners and things again. So I can only imagine from, from sort of the media owner, ad techie space that they're going to get a slightly warmer reception maybe going forward. Not, not that we were against them. <laughs> no, I think that's interesting. How, how have you found it over the last 18 months? Because as you say, you know, pitching to clients, pitching to people like GSK or any brand, it's, it can be a hard process. And I guess if it's just always over Zoom or over Teams or staring at a screen, it's, it's not as easy as it once was or what possibly will be. So how have you found that that process dealing with? sort of Yeah, I mean, there's a human part of our industry, isn't there, which is it's always nice to meet people at events, at, you know, thing, especially when you can talk to them for a few minutes and then walk away if it's not interesting. Um, <laughs> actually, never, oh, it never is. Uh, no, uh, I think it has been tricky because, you know, we all have busy diaries, back-to-back Zooms and things, and, like, you know, wanting to add an extra one in when it's, like, often, like, the interesting stuff you can do with partners and ad tech is, like, it's the icing on the cake of your job, so you don't necessarily have to do it to get the day job done. You do it because you, you want to and you want to elevate what you're, what you're doing and you want to take it to the next level. But, of course, when, when you know, the chips are down and you're already back-to-back, and I've just had it with my own team. Like, I manage a team of, you know, 10 people across Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and it's the biggest priority for me has been supporting them, keeping them engaged, giving them the resource that they need. And so I haven't wanted to throw lots of, like, hey do you want to help me with this new trial kind of stuff at them whilst they're you know we've we've replanned a lot of our media we've had you know campaigns where we spent more where we spent less we've been we've just been a lot more um just a lot more of the day job um so yeah i i think i haven't been as receptive to kind of those kind of you know and and you know those kind of cold it's quite cold isn't it? people trying to pitch you on linkedin or email and stuff versus like oh i saw you present or You've got to stand somewhere, and I want to, and I and I walk up. So it's, I think it's been tough. Yeah, definitely. We were talking before you came on about uh, about events and back to the real world, etc. I'm uh, talking about Can and Can Line are sort of they've, they've committed to a fully virtual, fully sorry, fully hybrid festival, etc. And we know people are booking yachts and stuff. And so when it comes to big flagpole events like Can Can Line and others, how how do you how do you personally think they're going to fare? I mean, are you going to be back? Are you looking forward to it or I I. I, I I really really enjoy but also value can I think people have very different experience to can my can is exceptionally busy like almost back-to-back meetings of different um vendors tech people I often don't see a lot of can itself it's just a good place that brings together a lot of people you'd like to meet and of course you have um you know bits that are more enjoyable in the evening and stuff that kind of you know keep keep you a little bit sane I think those are really important it's um, and I can see like those the big industry moments of I think CES is back in person as well and, nice. and can etc where yes there's kind of I, I know to those who haven't been often it looks like you know it's just a big drinks thing on boats and it's all very glamorous and there is a part of that and there's a part of it which is all about creative inspiration but it's also about meeting lots of really key people that it's hard to get together it's about um, actually blocking out the time in your diary to be open-minded about stuff um, and I think you know we're, we're a people-based industry at the end of the day I think you know there'll be some trepidate I saw some of the press releases there of course you know they're going to try and make it very lower environmentally impact because of course that's an issue as well with lots of, of business travel and things 
um i think it's some of those those biggest events that really get people together and allow that like really critical mass of kind of like everyone i want to meet is going to be there i think still play a really critical role yeah yeah i totally agree and what about the thing we always talk about on this podcast is back to the office they two sort of go hand in hand so what are you doing at gsk and again what's your what's your view on that's the importance of the office in this space yeah, I think we're sort of committing very much to a, a thing we call, I think, called performance for choice, which is basically a, a, a mindset that we are em- embracing a degree of this flexibility going forward. I think certainly in my own team, I was I was never like presenteeist. I, it didn't, you know, didn't matter to me hugely, like which days the team was in the office and when they chose to work from home occasionally, even before this, as, as long as they were there for kind of the meetings that matter and the, and the job that got done. I think I think it's going to be a really exciting time where we, you know, we've been through a, a time of like forced home working, which, you know, has some perks, but also some really downsides. And when we get into true flexibility, which I, I think as most people kind of do, will probably involve being in the office some days when it makes sense, being in other offices, having workshops and stuff, but having the choice of working from home or even working from, you know, I have a family in Ireland. It'd be lovely to work from there for a couple of weeks um, of the year, et cetera. I think it's going to be good. But as I keep saying, we're a people-based industry and there are lots of things where it's been frustrating to do virtually, where it's, you know, it's, an, it's a 30-minute Teams call when it could have been a five-minute quick chat in the office. Yeah. Um, and I think when you have that balance, so you're, you're covering off some of that. The biggest watch out is, and you've heard some horror stories about it, is like people coming back into the office and then basically just spending the day on virtual calls anyway. Like if you're going to come in, clear some time, talk to your colleagues, have the face-to-face meetings, do it thoughtfully, I think. Mm. I, I don't want to name any names, but the name is Justin Pierce, And I did watch him yesterday phone someone from this, from a meeting room in our office to someone out on the main floor of the office. <laughs> so used to virtual calls. Was that, was, that was that just to get his like coffee delivered or something? <laughs> I, I couldn't possibly comment on that, Jerry, but, um, and this being a podcast, I'll have to tell people that I'm nodding to you. <laughs> Terrible. So look, the other thing we were talking about is, and I think this is going to be a theme of every podcast from now on, Christmas. The most important time of the year, Christmas is not just for Christmas. Christmas should be an all, all year round thing. As <laughs> we totally believe at NDA. So Christmas ads are out. We were discussing our news roundup earlier. Christmas, how excited are you? How important is it going to be for you and the industry and GSK and creativity and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? I'm very excited. I actually um, put up, I have a little Christmas model village and I decided that I, I would put it out already because the wow. poor people in that model village wanted to live, you know, li- live a longer time. I'm excited about Christmas. I think, um, although some of the, although it's slightly overdone in some of the adverts, there, there was a, a, a communal sentiment that we kind of missed Christmas last year and people are sort of extra hungry for, for, for a break and time with family and friends. I think we still got to be careful, haven't we? We're not out the woods in terms of covid and those situation and like hopefully we can find a, a balanced way i i love it in industry i think you know the us has the super bowl but we have we have christmas and i think you know christmas is a is a better season of adverts i think there's some some great stuff you know john lewis doing it as all usual but you know boots tesco um the, the more people that you annoy with your christmas ad that the better i think you've achieved yeah. with it um, I, I love it. It's just a, a great time of, you know, actually watching ads, seeing some great marketing. Reminds us we work in a, in a creative industry that actually makes a, an impact on people's lives and not, not necessarily a huge impact, but, you know, that gets people talking and, and caring. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it on, on all fronts. Uh, Jerry, um, I need to know more about the model village. 
I go big on Christmas. Um, I, you know, full on huge Christmas trees. My, my other half, he's an interior designer. So like the house gets immaculately Christmasified. And a couple of years ago, I started like, um, I got jealous of my, one of my Irish family um, had this like impressive, like Christmas villagey thing. And I was like, I need one of those. So every year for like the last four years now, I guess I bought like a new building. So I've now got four buildings in my Christmas village. It's, I've, I've created a new Christmas tradition. I've got like a nutcracker factory, uh, an inn, a post office and a Christmas shop. Um, I'll, send, I'll send you a picture. Please do. <laughs> But does the Christmas village then shut down in January or does it hang, hang around? Well, this is, this is my justification for putting up early. Like the poor imaginary people who live in it normally only get to come out of their boxes for a couple of weeks. So I think it's nicer for them to have like a slightly longer run uh, of the season. Plus, <laughs> me as well. I, 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 like, by the time you get it down, it's like already time to put it away. So let's just go early. I haven't, I haven't put a Christmas tree up yet. Wait, wait till Thanksgiving, I think. <laughs> Christmas all year round, that's our motto. Well, look, Jamie, thank you so much for popping on. Thanks for coming last week. It's brilliant to see you in person and hope to see you again very soon in person. Thanks thank you. Me. Yes. Look forward to it. See you guys. Good luck with thank the rest of the show. Thank you. So that was the amazing Jay Dakin. Always good to see him. And I think his Christmas model village is a fantastic new tradition. I, I think uh, there should be, there are some people in this industry that have enough money who should have their actual Christmas village. And I think when you've made enough, you should buy a whole village. I totally agree. Who's going to do it? Are we going to do it? I think that's next year's plan. Next year's plan for Blue Strike is we're going to buy a village. Let's get a village and make it a Christmas village. But Christmas will be here all year long. Anyway, that's enough of us rambling. Uh, thank you so much for listening again. We'll be back again next week on Thursday or Wednesday or Tuesday. But it is always Media Thursday. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. Have a great week. Humans as always. Goodbye. Thanks for listening.